Uh, you listen KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. KCOU is streaming instantly to your computer or mobile device. Just log on to KCOU.FM to listen online anytime. KCOU 88.1 FM. On this beautiful Sunday morning in Columbia, Missouri, what is it, 47 degrees outside, the weather more inconsistent than North Carolina basketball this season. Is that right, Liddy? That is true. That is very true. First time we're on the show this year, and we don't have a football game to talk about. Super Bowl was last week. We were both wrong. The Bengals won the game. You picked the Bengals, right? I did pick the Bengals. We were both wrong. David Campbell was wrong. He was filling in in that seat. The Rams are Super Bowl champions. But more importantly, we're three weeks away from a bracket. That's true. No college basketball talk this week. We might do a little bit next week, depending on what happens in the NFL landscape. There's no no football game to talk about. Yeah, we're going to start the show by talking about a football game. That is true, because there was a big one last week that we haven't talked about. So just to clear the air, Super Bowl 56 last week, Rams, Bengals. And after a long last, Matt Stafford has finally won... His first career Super Bowl, the Rams win their second in franchise history. Aaron Donald, maybe the greatest defensive player ever, caps off with what I thought should have been a Super Bowl MVP. Two sacks. He had the last two big plays of the game, the tackle and some AJP Ryan on third and one, and the pressure on Joe Burrow on the fourth down. We'll talk about that play call in a second. But the Rams, they finally got over the hump. With this team, Sean McVay wins his first championship as the head coach. Cooper Cup caps off the greatest Season ever by a wide receiver holding up the Lombardi Trophy, winning Super Bowl MVP. I don't think the Rams' offense played overall a perfect game, but, man, they just did enough late in the game. Stafford had a lot of big throws. I still need to watch the, the inside the NFL, the mic'd up, to hear what Stafford was saying kind of down the stretch. But the Rams, led by their defense mostly in the second half, they shut out the Bengals outside of a long touchdown pass to T. Higgins. Then after the pick that Stafford threw, the Bengals couldn't do anything from there. Four first downs in the second half for Cincinnati. We'll give you the, the Rams' perspective first. John, uh, how'd they pull it off? Well, I think the Bengals just kept them in the game to, to start. I, I think... The Bengals come out in the second half. They have they have the huge touchdown play, and then they get the interception off the deflected ball, and they have to settle for three out of it. It keeps it at a seven-point game, and it just felt like the, the Bengals never could put this game away, and the Rams' offense, even without Odell, with Cup and Stafford's big playability, was would, ne- would never out of it. And it's, a, it's a team you have to put away to beat them. The Bengals never did that. I don't think Stafford played overall great. I don't think Burrow, played, Burrow played overall great. I thought both both defenses were kind of the story of the game. But, you know, Cooper caught making big plays on the final drive. He had the eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns. But if it didn't go to Donald, it was him for the Super yeah, Bowl. It, it could have gone either way. Um, I don't think it was a, a bad decision, but I thought Donald was the MVP in my book. But, yeah, you know, the 
the Rams get down to the red zone, they get the questionable holding holding call yeah. go, going their way. And sometimes you need a call like that to win a Super Bowl, and that's exactly what they got. Do you think the officiating was the reason the Bengals lost the game? No, I don't. I just, I don't think. Just want to make sure. I, I'm gonna. I'll say this right now. I don't think officiating. Or I shouldn't say never, but very, very rarely in any sport is officiating the reason that a team loses a game. So you could like the examples you could point to is officiating losing a game, the Miami Ohio State national championship game, the pass interference in overtime. That's maybe, fair. Maybe Auburn, Virginia in the final four, the the foul, no foul mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. Kyle Guy three pointer, because if they call the foul, the game goes to Virginia. If they don't, the game goes to Auburn. And even that, like you can point to earlier things in the game that like those teams could have put Put the game away. We're going to spend 30 minutes talking about the Auburn Virginia game. It, listen, never in my life have I had someone come up to me after a big game and say, oh, officials, they were great today. I, th- I thought the refs refs were great. No, that never happens. It uh, felt like the refs uh, took it in their own hands. Uh, officials can't can't ever do right in, in sports. And, like, I umpire b- baseball. Like, I, I understand it. Like, officials don't swing the game one way or another. Every team has chances without the officials to win the game, and the Bengals didn't do that. I thought a big factor for the Bengals is they didn't really have that third guy kind of break out. Tyler Boyd had 40 yards, but I thought C.J. Uzama, who had been a huge factor for them all season long, he was clearly hurt. He only had two catches. And once the Rams started taking away Jamar, Jamar only had five catches and for 89 yards, and over half of those came in the one long ball yeah, you had the one in big the first play. half. Uh, Odell Beckham had the 20 CL. When we do our big free agency preview in a few weeks, we'll talk about what that means if he's going to get a second, a big contract. Because if he doesn't get hurt in this game, I think he's going to get a big contract coming up this offseason. Uh, he had a touchdown early on, only two catches for him. Um, Bryce Hopkins, out of nowhere, four catches, 47 yards. It's the third-string tight end. But it was just one of those games for the Rams. Let's back to the Bengals. We talked so much over the last month about the theory, about how difficult it is for a quarterback to... Get back to the Super Bowl after losing. The last 27 years, there have been three quarterbacks to do it. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Kurt Warner, who did it eight years apart with two different franchises. How difficult do you think it's going to be for the Bengals to get back here? I think the Bengals are set up better than most teams to get back after after losing it. Like You, you think back to teams that have lost it. The Atlanta Falcons, for, for example, like weren't a particularly young team. Had a quarterback that was getting older. Receivers getting older. So they, they weren't particularly set up well. And same with teams like the Eagles, or not the Eagles, excuse me, the, the Niners yeah. a couple years ago. I don't, my like, my gut tells me because of how hard the AFC is going to be for the next um, 10, whatever it is, years, my gut tells me he doesn't get back because one year it's going to be Allen's turn. One year it's going to be Herbert's turn. It, it, it's a continuous cycle of some sort. Yeah, but, and we'll talk about all those AFC quarterbacks when we get to our AFC tiers uh, in the second half. The quarterback tiers, actually, that is, in the second half of the show. My my gut tells me this is the this was the Bengals' chance, but if you, like, they're really young, and if, they have a ton of cap room still, so if you wanted to tell me that, like, they, they would get back, like, there's certainly an argument there. The issue with that is, you know, Cincinnati doesn't have a long history of signing big-time free agents. A lot of free agents don't dream of playing in Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. Mike Brown doesn't have a long history of spending big money. We, we've, been, we've been to Cincinnati. I can't really blame them, if I'm being the perfectly bridge. honest. Yeah, I wouldn't we, want to walk over the bridge. Never again. It's scary. <laughs> um, Matt Stafford, Hall of Famer? No. Okay, I was hoping you'd say that. Hall of Famer, and like I get it's different for every sport, but like Hall of Fame 
is supposed to be like the elite of the elite in in this in a sport. And Matthew Stafford, no matter what his situation was, has not been the elite of the elite in even in just the NFL in like at any point in his career. Like for, forget of all time. Like we have we have never sat here and said for a decent stretch of time that Matthew Stafford is a definitive top five quarterback. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. N- Never in his career has Matthew Stafford solidified himself as a top five quarterback in the league at any point in his career. So is he probably going to get to the Hall, Hall of Fame now? I probably would think so, but I don't think he deserves to be in. Here's what I told uh, David and Ethan Cole last Sunday after the game. There's a chance that Stafford can get in the Hall of Fame almost by default because... When do you think? How many more years do you think Stafford plays? He's thirty-four. What, four or five years, you'd assume. Yeah, I'll pro- play. He'll probably just like 38, 39. So that means in nine years from now, he'll be eligible for the Hall of Fame. So around twenty thirty, twenty thirty-one. Mm-hmm. What quarterbacks is he going to be competing against? None of them. Exactly. I'm Who's gonna... retiring? Like, because Big Ben is going to be like Matt Ryan. Maybe that's the only one. Who's which quarterbacks? Can you? Aaron Rodgers is the only other at, one. at that point. It's just Rodgers. I think Rodgers will get in before Stafford. Rodgers will be, I think, a couple years ahead of Stafford. So there's gonna be this weird like, like Rodgers might be this year. Th- yeah, could could be. There's gonna be this weird like four to six year stretch where like no quarterbacks are exactly. Okay, Sta- it's Stafford can backdoor his way in. That's a fair point because you're. It's kind of like. In between generations. Exactly, because who is he competing against at yeah, that point? Yeah, Brady will be in so already. All the quarterbacks. Rodgers, Breeze, they'll, they'll all be in They're already. already all going to be in. River, Rivers Kirk will Cousins, like, he's, not, he's still got years to play, and he's not a Hall of Famer no. by any standards. No. Like, Russell Wilson's not retiring anytime soon. Like, Stafford has a chance to take advantage of, like, these gap years. I don't think – I haven't heard anybody talk about this either. This is this this is gonna be a good clip to post later because to get a conversation going. But <laughs> Matthew Stafford has a good chance to kind of backdoor his way into the Hall of Fame just because it's so they're gonna be so desperate to get a quarterback in. Yeah, if they're three gonna or be four bored years in a row where there's no quarterback. They're like, man, we gotta get a quarterback in. And then you, Matthew Stafford's gonna finish in the top ten all time in passing yards, probably top ten all time in touchdowns. He has a Super Bowl ring. Could he win the MVP in the next two years? Sure. I don't know. The NFC is gonna be really weak next year. The Rams are probably still gonna have one of the best rosters in the league. Maybe Matt Stafford could win an MVP. Maybe he'll, he'll have the MVP, a Super Bowl. Maybe he gets to another Super Bowl, gets to another conference championship. I I think Stafford. If I were to bet right now, will Stafford get in the Hall of Fame? I would say yes, just because of this theory. I, so here, here's something that I've been kind of meddling on this whole week. Stafford kind of has been his entire career just like right outside the MVP bubble, like a lot of years, and I think that speaks volume to him being like just outside of the top five, like. He's never solidified himself. If if Matthew Stafford couldn't win an MVP in a year where his wide receiver nearly broke the record for this is a weird year for the MVP. This is a weird year for the MVP. I I, wouldn't. I I don't. I wouldn't use that against him. I don't think he he is going to win an MVP. Yeah, it it all depends where Rodgers goes. Obviously, Brady finished second in the MVP voting. He's gone. It. I don't know. Cooper Cup next. Look, next year MVP is going to be weird. It depends where Rodgers is. I, I, I feel like these like. Young quarterbacks are gonna start winning them. Justin Herbert. So, yeah, Herbert will win one. I, I don't know if Burrow will ever win one because he's not like flashy yeah. like Allen or Mahomes or Herbert. But like he's he certainly should be in the conversation every year. And I thought he should have been a top three finisher you this think, year. I'm gonna be three quarterbacks. Do you think that how many of them win an MVP in the in the next five six years? Josh Allen. Okay. Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar's already won one. 
Two of them will win it. Herbert yeah. and Allen will both win. You don't win think one. Lamar will win another MVP? I don't think Lamar will ever come close. Because how high he's at the bar? Um, I think Lamar is a good quarterback, and we'll get into whatever tiers later. But L- Lamar, the year he won MVP, had came into the league, had played, what, like 10, 11 NFL games? Yeah, 10 starts. So he had some experience playing against NFL defenses. And the league had never seen a quarterback like him before. So nobody knew knew how to how to figure him out, and te- like he's still he's still good, but teams have made adjustments to him, and he won't be ever as efficient as he was in his MVP year. Yep, that was, that was good. Uh, let's let's get to coaching hire. So there were eight nine coaches hired in this cycle. Nine crazy number. Let's grade all of them. We did this last year in the show. Go through all the hires. Do a little analysis on it, grade them. Let's start with the last one that got hired. Uh, the New Orleans Saints hiring Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator. Allen was a head coach once in his career with the Oakland Raiders, got fired, I think, a little bit into his third season. Didn't have much success. Seven years as a Saints defensive coordinator. Uh, the defense was good for all those years. Liddy, what is your grade on Dennis Allen as the head coach? Of uh, the I'm going to say B. I, I think the Saints did probably as good as they could do. It's in, uh, That's still a B. Peyton um, retired, stepped down late in the process of, of hiring coaches. They didn't really have much, like, many places to go because teams had already hired coaches. Allen knows the roster. He's been a really good DC for them. I, I think they probably did as well as they could. Yeah, I'm going to go B-. minus. I I like how they hired in cla- in-house. I'm happy they still have um, Carmichael, their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go B- minus on it. I just... It's not obviously a flashy hire. It's not a splash, but it's it's kind of a safe hire. How if they're bad next year, maybe he's one and done. Yeah, none of that. That may be a situation where like they it, could do they could do better. Like, it feels like one of the things where he could, if it's a bad year one, they could look in a different direction. Yeah, because like the Saints in the next couple of years, you would think have a young quarterback. Like it could be a, a flashy job in the next couple of years and. They, they can maybe do better if, yep. he, if he doesn't, like, exceed expectations. New York Giants hired Brian Dable from Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. I'm going to say I'm gonna say B-. Okay. Why is that? I've never been a big Dayball guy, and that started with the national championship in 2017 when he was at Alabama. But I think he's had enough success in the NFL that y- you can justify it easily. Listen, no matter what the Giants did in, in the front office – or with the coaching staff, like they're gonna be awful this year. But I think if they give Dayball time, he could have success. I'm gonna go B plus, a different side of you. I think Dayball is a really good offensive coordinator. Obviously, we saw what people had doubts about Josh Allen, how like good he actually was before Dayball got there, because Dayball was the offensive coordinator at Alabama the year they won the title in 2017. Came to Buffalo. Yeah, he had nothing to do with that. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I know. Came to Buffalo in 2018 after being with New England for uh, many years as well. I I think it's a good hire. I I don't think he's going to save Daniel Jones' career. We'll get to where Jones is on our quarterback tiers in a little bit. But I, I think Dable can put him in the right direction. I think he hired a really good staff. Got Wink Martindale from uh, the yeah. Baltimore. He's a, he's a good DC. Who the hell is their offensive coordinator? Oh, I, I know really someone good. I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, Kafka. Yeah, they got Mike Kafka, a former yeah. NFL quarterback, Chiefs quarterbacks coach. I think he puts together a really good staff. I think it could work. 
I, it's going to take some time. I don't think the Giants are a year away from being anything good. But you're giving him two first-round draft picks, both in the top ten, I believe. They're going to – he's going to get some get some guys and build together a good team. Uh, yeah, I'll go they're, B, they're going full rebuilding this B, offseason. B-plus for Brian Dable. Next up, we'll go with Kevin O'Connell to the Minnesota Vikings, Rams offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champs. Then go with Jim Harbaugh. They went with O'Connell instead. Uh, what do you give him? All right, I'm going to give him a B-plus, and I'm going to say this, and I think I've said this on the show before. Kevin o- O'Connell, I think, is going to be a really good good offensive coach and a really good head coach. The problem that he's the problem with him is he's going to get criticized because the Vikings have problems that he's not going to fix. Because I, because I think their problems are not being fixed by someone not named Mike Zimmer, and that's one, that's something I've said since they fired Zimmer. I think the Vikings' offense is going to be really good next year, and I think he'll get a lot of credit for that. But when their defense, which is getting older and kind of on the decline, isn't very good, and they may make the playoffs, they may not. Depends. Their schedule is weaker this year. Yeah, in a weaker division that is. Um, when they if they make the playoffs in his first first year, he'll get a lot of praise for it. But I think the issues with the Vikings to get them to a Super Bowl level are beyond beyond his repair. I'm gonna go B plus again on this one. You look at the. McVay assistants in the league. Um, Matt LaFleur, two NFC championships. They won the division all three years. Zach Taylor, they went to the Super Bowl this year. Um, who's, who's the other one? Uh, there's a third. It's Who's the other McVay assistant that got hired recently? McVay assistant that got hired? Um, oh, my God. I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. The name is like... Who are the two you mentioned already? LaFleur and Taylor. LaFleur and Taylor. Is O'Connell not Sta- the... Is Staley. Brandon, yeah, you're, Staley. Right, you're right. You're right. Uh, he is... He, he had success first year with the Chargers, obviously. Uh, more to go there. I think that O'Connell's going to work. I, The offense is... They have, what, Dalvin Cook, great running back. Kirk Cousins, arguably top 10 quarterback. Justin Jefferson, top three receiver, undisputed. Uh, some really good weapons. The defense still is going to have issues. They need to draft corners. They need help, uh, especially in the defensive line. They're getting Daniel Hunter back this season. Uh, they they need some help on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive line needs work. I I think they should be the favorites in that division next year if Rodgers is gone. I know you disagree with that. I don't disagree. I just don't think they're like very clear. Yeah. I, th- I think the like the Vikings finished what eight eight and nine. This yeah, year, right? Uh, yeah, nine, yeah. The Bears were two games back of them, and the Vikings beat them both times. Yeah, I so. think I, I think it'll work. I, I have this is one of the more confident I feel like with coaching hires. Let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders with uh, Josh McDaniels. You want to go first? C minus. Mm. Do you, Do you agree with me on it? Let me hear your thoughts first. I just don't think he's a very good OC at all. I I, I think their offense was limited at best with with the Patriots most years. And listen, no, I. That's that's the thing. Like I, I think Max' potential is way higher than anything he showed this year, and way higher than anything I saw at Alabama. So, um, or, or I should say, way higher than what I saw at Bama. But no, I think he's failed. I believe as a head coach before. Yeah, Denver. And didn't even make it through the second year. Yeah, and like, listen, I get the Raiders with everything going on. Kind of needed to be safe with this. But I'm not sure this was the. But I'm not. I'm not sure this was the route that they wanted to go. I'm gonna go C minus also. 
it, 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 it honestly like makes it a little better that they hired Patrick Graham as their DC. I thought they needed a culture change, and I'm not sure this was the direction to go in. They hired Elliot Wolf as the GM. He was the Patriots uh, head of player personnel for just like one or two years. It, it doesn't seem like McDaniels is the guy that's going like, to. I know he's great with calling plays. I think I disagree with what you said. I think he's a great play caller. He's one, been the best offense coordinator in the NFL for a decade at this point. They have Waller. They have a lot of cap space. I really want Devontae Adams to go to Vegas. I think he'd be a perfect fit there. I think that it's it's just not the culture. He's not the guy. The word that we use is leader of men. I'm not sure Josh McDaniels is that. I don't think he can. The Raiders needed a culture change after what all the crazy stuff that happened this year. And I'm just not sure that McDaniels. I love McDaniels a lot. Yeah, don't get they, me wrong. I, I just don't know if he's that guy to do it. They have like their entire. And they were a playoff team this year. And I just don't see that happening next year with them. Am I correct that like their entire 2020 draft class, like either like it's gone, either isn't on the roster or like Crosby is the only one. Jesus. Uh, Farrell, Farrell still was Farrell twenty. Farrell was 2019. 2020 they had um, they took rugs. Yeah, rugs. Arnett, Arnett. Lynn Bowden Jr. Yeah, like all of their Lynn Bowden was awful. That um. Yeah, no, the, their entire draft class is like not on the roster anymore. Yeah, and it's I, only two years after. It it was an attempt at a flashy hire, but I just didn't think it worked. They maybe he could build a good offense, but I just the good team. I just don't see it happening. Doug, I, I can't believe McDaniel's like was willing to take the Raiders' job when he like turned down the Colts. The Colts Andrew, a couple yeah. years ago. That, that, that was weird to me. I think that was a different a different kind of situation. That it's a further conversation. Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Peterson. What do you got? I'll go B minus. They kind of needed to be safe as well because they, they can't go flashy and miss again. Like, Ur- Urban was a complete disaster. And you have a rookie quarterback with essentially nothing to, to work with. And, like, you, you need a coach who is a, is a decent leader and can, can get, get Lawrence better. This is a hand of my first A. This is an A minus. He is. One, they had one bad year. Doug Peterson had one bad year in, in Philadelphia, and they fired him. They won the Super Bowl two years before. They won the division the year before with a bad Carson Wentz. They are. This is going to work. I I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz was not bad in tw- in twenty nineteen. He wasn't very good. He wasn't as good as he was in twenty seventeen. He was working with nothing no, no, no. in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen they won that division. Yeah, and he was working with nothing. Yeah, they three straight years of the playoffs for. Philadelphia under Peterson. I think him, that offense, I thought that he put together a really good staff as well. Uh, hired Press Taylor as their offensive coordinator. He was That's the brother of Zach Taylor. Uh, he was with Philadelphia under Peterson. He was in Indianapolis, I think, last season. He He's a good play caller. I think that, I think that Peterson is going to help Trevor Lawrence a lot. I don't think this is very similar to the Urban Meyer hire at all. No. It's the complete opposite. No, he Peterson, I think taking the year off was good for him. Changed up the offense. I think they're going to do a lot of RPOs with Lawrence, which I feel like the league kind of caught up with the RPOs to Wentz. That's why they kind of head in the wrong direction after they won the title. Lawrence, and I think, is way more athletic than Wentz. Exactly. They're gonna, they can do a lot more running with him. I, I'm i excited to see what Doug Peterson can do with Trevor Lawrence because I think the ceiling is extreme. I, think, I don't know if it's a Justin Herbert kind of ceiling, but Trevor Lawrence has ways to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lovey Smith to the Texans. Your thoughts? D minus. Yeah. And the only reason it's not an F is because he's been to an NFC championship before. Super Bowl. A Super Bowl, yeah. And 
like, I, I think the game has passed Lovey Smith. I, I think he's way too far removed from the NFL to be a good coach. And the fact that the Texans literally fired their head coach because they thought they could do better, and that's the guy they hired, I, I think that's a they sh- disaster. They should have hired McCown. What, what would McCown have how would that have hurt of them taking Josh McCown? I don't know, because they're gonna be bad again next year regardless. Lovey so. Smith, with two years of the Buccaneers, went eight and twenty-four. That's a winning percentage of twenty-five. He was head coach at the University of Illinois for four years. He went seventeen Terrible there. Seventeen and thirty-nine, won thirty percent of his games. They should have never fired Coley. There was a lot of different directions they could have gone in. They won the worst one. I think this is a D minus. This is very the only reason it's not an F is because they actually hired someone. If they would have hired I don't know. Who, like, a random person no one's ever heard of? At least Lovey Smith turned to the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. But he was 43-77 and 77 after his last playoff trip in 2010 in the NFL, including the last few years with the Bears where they were somewhat all right. They almost mm-hmm. made the playoffs in, what, 2013? Yeah, and then we hired Tresman, and that was even worse. Is he still coaching Canada? You probably hope not. <laughs> I don't know. It, this is just as bad as it gets. They should have never fired Coley. Next up, Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. A. I really like him. I think he. I think he's going to be a great, great coach. I'll go B plus because that potential of bringing in Rodgers. It's hard for me to get out, give out A's. I think that he's the he's being an offensive coordinator that doesn't call plays scares me a little bit. I don't know why. It's it's one of the issues I have with the enemy because Lafleur calls those plays. I, I know what the offensive coordinator does is you know heavy involved in the game plan. And that kind of stuff. But how much of the success was Aaron Rodgers? Unless he can bring in Aaron Rodgers. I think it was a lot LaFleur, a lot Hackett, and a lot Getze, who the, who the Bears hired as their OC. Yeah. I don't know. I just haven't seen Hackett do anything about Aaron Rodgers. No, I think he's good. I think I think they, they needed a polar opposite hire of Vic Fangio, yeah. and they did just No, that. I like I like the idea of an offensive guy. They have so many great weapons, and Judy, and uh, KJ Hamler, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Cortland uh, Sutton. Cortland Sutton. It's time they start. Fan's good too. I, yeah, I think a couple they, really good tight ends. I think they brought in a guy. Javante. I think they brought in a guy that can actually game plan to get the ball but, to those good weapons. But there's there's one issue. They need a quarterback to give them the ball. Denver has to get the quarterback. Yeah, right this no, they do. Because that'll that'll and define Nathaniel Hackett's future. Whether That's they dra- difference between two years and ten years. Whether they trade for Rodgers, draft one at nine, or Drew Lock just gets way better, it's got to be something. Matt Eberflus Bears go. B plus, I list before the offseason, I listed four guys that I'd be happy with as the Bears head coach, and Matt Eberflus was one of them. I don't think he's going to be worldly, but he's a great, he's a good defensive mind. He hired a really good staff. Who's their offensive coordinator? Luke Getzey, the Packers. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, he hired a good staff, and I think their defense is going to be really good next next year. If a lot of guys getting better. A lot of veterans who are really good already. They have one of the best pass rushes in the league. And I think with Justin Fields hopefully turning a corner in year year two, this team has a chance to be decent next year. I'll go B on this. I don't know that too much about Everflus. The Colts defense, I feel like, has always been good, though. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that Bears fans are excited about. The Colts defense... For as up and down as they've been since 2018 when he got hired there. You know, Josh McDaniels hired him as the defensive coordinator of the Colts. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. McDaniels hired him. And then, and then he when left. Ray came in, he kept him around. The defense has been outstanding for four years. 
They're, the Bears, I think, have a lot of work to do, but Everfluce, I think, can be a guy to point in the right direction to go beat. The, the Colts' defense has legitimately improved like every year since he's gotten Last there. Last one, Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Uh, I, I think if your plan is we need to keep, keep Tua and give him a shot, the very least you could do is bring in a really good offensive mind who can run the ball and take a lot of the pre- pressure off of Tua. That, that that's my thought. I, I, I like. I, I think you're. I, I I know what you're gonna say on McDaniel, and I, I know your whole theory about him. But the the fact is, the guy can co- coach offense, and he can make Tua better. John, this is an A plus. Oh, really? With an asterisk. I'll get to why it's an A plus, then I'll get to the asterisk. Kyle Shanahan has had one assistant coach follow him everywhere he's gone. From Houston, Cleveland, Washington, San Francisco, Atlanta. It's Mike McDaniel. He has been everywhere that Shanahan has been. He has been Shanahan's right-hand man for as long as he's been in the NFL. McDaniel's 38 years old. I think he has a chance to be like the next like McVay kind of guy. He made Jimmy Gar- He took Jimmy Gar- He was the offensive assistant, the wrong game coordinator. On a team that Jimmy Garoppolo played in the Super Bowl with. He was the offensive coordinator for Jimmy Garoppolo this season, getting to an AFC NFC championship. And that being is. very close to another Super Bowl. Exactly. What has been the issue with Tua Tagovailoa the last few years? He's been wildly inconsistent and has thrown some awful interceptions. Is it crazy to say that McDaniel can push him in the right direction? I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't think there's a... A quarterback of any of these hires that benefits more than Tua Tagovailoa. And I think McDaniel is outstanding. But that doesn't come without this asterisk. I, I've watched a lot of McDaniel interview over the last few weeks. I've read a lot of quotes about him, a lot of stories. He has like this weird dynamic to him where it's, it's part of just being young. He's 38 years old. He was born in what, like the 90s? Is that, does that math add up? Yeah. No, no, I don't think it does. 1982, uh, 1983, no, whatever. He, was, he grew up in the 90s, let's just say. Yeah. He's like, he's the young generation of coaches. He is, gives off like this weird dynamic that I just don't under, like, I could be completely wrong here. This is just a theory I'm putting out. But I just don't know how he gets a full locker room to kind of buy in. This would be like kind of me trying to coach an NFL team. I'm, do you want me to do you want me to put it like bluntly for you? Sure. He's nerdy. Yeah. It'd be like me I just I couldn't see myself motivating an entire group of NFL football players. And I know McDaniel is as smart as it comes. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, the Dolphins aren't going to be a 5 and 0 team to start next year, they could, but like when things start getting rough, like are are we sure all these players are going to buy in with McDaniel? Their their only first round pick is like really late, right? In the, in they the have first round, San Francisco. Yeah, pick. that's the twenty like their twenty ninth so. pick. Yeah, no, yeah, it's something like that. Maybe it's, it's Philadelphia's. T- it's twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. No, do they have Philadelphia's pick? I think. No, I don't think they do. Okay, I know they have because Philly has three first okay. round picks. And there's they, no way the three yeah, aren't one of their. Yeah, own. that's right because they traded back with Philly. Oh, they traded up with Philly, so they have San Francisco's pick because they had the the, the, the Lance trade last year. Duh. It says McDaniel gives up this weird dynamic where. Like, outstanding offensive coordinator, outstanding assistant coach. Can he lead an NFL team as a head coach? I don't know. 
But if he can, it's going to be a home run, and the Dolphins are going to be scary good. Yeah. Because of the offense. Let's hit the break. We're going to do NFL quarterback tiers. This is Start Your Sunday, KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Chase Madison. And I'm Luke Magnanti. And we are Cup of Bro. A sports radio talk show right here on KCLU 88.1 FM. Join us at 11 a.m. on Fridays for some fun sports talk. Featuring our bro segment where we talk about everything that happens off the field. And drink a little bit of coffee too. So be sure to tune in to see what we got brewing up. Hey, Mizzou, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 90% of MU students do not approve of being rude to other fans? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Salute Your Sports is back and better than ever. Tune in at our new time, 12 p.m. on Fridays on KCOU 88.1 FM and at our website, kcou.fm. Salute Your Sports is going on our 11th year strong, the longest-running Mizzou-centric KCOU radio show, and you can catch myself, Zach Berman, David Campbell, and Adam Busek as we talk all things Missouri Tigers. Once again, 12 p.m. Central on KCOU 88.1 FM. KCOU is streaming instantly to your computer or mobile device. Just log on to kcou.fm to listen online anytime. KCOU 88.1 FM. If you're listening, KCOU 88.1 FM, start your Sunday. Harrison Batnick, Jonathan Litskin. Beautiful Sunday morning, February 20th, 2022. This is the first time they have played this song out of a break. It's a great song. Florida Panthers goal yes. song. Hey, a couple weeks from Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. Panthers versus Montreal, potentially. What an awful NHL game that will be. Yeah. But it's a hockey game. Hey, when was the last time you've been to a... Did you go to a, the I went Blackhawks? to a Blues-Avs game this this year. But I didn't go to a Blackhawks game over break. I don't think I've been to a hockey game since, like, pre-pandemic. No, you went to the Panthers playoff game oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was like, the best hockey game I think I've ever been to. Yeah, it was electric. Five game four, game one, right? Win. Yeah. Uh, let's get to highly anticipated. This was inspired by Theo Ash. We had nothing else to talk about on the show, and I saw that list. And I'm like, eh, this would be fun to talk about on the show. Yeah. So we are breaking up into... NFL tiers going into the offseason where we stand every starting quarterback slash some backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Every relevant quarterback. Yep. Uh, we're doing top to bottom, correct? Yeah. Tier one. My tier one is called quarterbacks that can call themselves the best quarterback in the NFL. This includes Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. 
My my first tier is just called elite, but yeah, my, my that that tier is also three quarterbacks since Mahomes, Rogers, Allen. Okay, those those three are the best in the league, right? No now. debate. My next tier is elite. These are the elite of the elite quarterbacks. I, I think the word elite is thrown around too much. I think when it comes down to elite guys, I have six guys listed: Deshaun Watson when he's on the field, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford. Okay, my 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 second tier is a little broader. Okay, what is your tier? Um, it's called franchise. It's basically guys I think are franchise quarterbacks, but not top in the league. Burrow, Herbert, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, and of course Deshaun Watson if he's on the field. Okay, so that that's a little. You kind of brought yours out a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. You put uh, – there was one on that name. There was one list there. Ky- those, Ky- those are, Kyler Murray up there was a little here, – here, Here's here's what it is, in, in my opinion. Those quarterbacks that I've just listed in the first two tiers are quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl in this league. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's – did Derek Carr? Yeah, I don't think he's that far below Stafford, and Stafford just won one. Yeah. I think the more debates. I think once you get past the first two tiers, you have quarterbacks that you can build a unbelievable roster around, and they and they won't win a Super Bowl. This is where the debate's going to come. Tier three. These are my above average starters: Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, and Matt Ryan. I I think. Why are you so low on Kyler? Like, it's a quarterback who hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's Fair a, point. It's a quarterback that kind I don't know what he's up to right now with this whole Instagram turn, like, holdout or whatever he's doing on social media right now. And what he's saying, he's just, there's a lot of hype and not a lot of results is what I'm going to say. It's fair. It's, he won the Heisman, had a great season in Oklahoma one offensive rookie of the year in the biggest Mickey Mouse rookie of the year run of all time. Liddy, tell me who was your second offensive rookie of the year in 2019. 2019 offensive rookie of the year, second place. Oh, man, that wide receiver class was awful, too. Well, it's not awful now, but it w- was awful then. Um, oh, man. Was it, was it Daniel Jones? Like, I'm double-checking. I'm trying to think like Sony nope, Michelle. Nope, like, no, Sony Michelle wasn't that year. Daniel, I don't think Daniel Jones got a vote. Uh, he <laughs> Daniel Jones not going to vote. Kyler got fifty three percent of the votes. Who who was? It was Josh Jacobs? Ran for a little over a thousand yards. Good rookie year. In the third place, AJ Brown. I was going to say AJ. Fourth place, Miles Sanders. Very weak. Miles, Miles Sanders finished fourth place, and he didn't have a touchdown in his rookie year. Najee Harris would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year that season. He didn't finish in the top three in voting this year. Kyler was, I think, was also on a team that was just awful. Yeah, that, that and then, but then last year the Cardinals had this really good start. Kyler the Hail Mary, people already called him the MVP. Disastrous second half of the season. Then this year, good start. Kyler got hurt. Was really bad when he came back. Cardinals got absolutely blown out in the playoff game. Um, I'm not buying into the Kyler Murray hype at all. I'm, I don't think he's a $40 million quarterback. I think, so, a couple things. You're right about him not being healthy. That's definitely a concern. This year, he lost his 
top target in in the second half of the season. They still have a, that's still a really good wide receiver room. And they they tanked after that. And I, I know they have other guys, Christian Kirk, your boy Antoine Wesley. Worldwide West. <laughs> they, they 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 didn't and and they ran the ball well with Connor this year, but I think next year they're going to underachieve. They're going to make the playoffs because the NFC is dreadful, but they're going to underachieve, and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fired. Even if, the, if the, with a playoff loss, you think he was fired? Next year? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to lose their first playoff game and he'll be fired. And I, I think once that happens and he gets a guy that actually knows what he's doing, I, I think he'll be be perfectly fine. The, the health is the only concern with them. Who's your third tier? Uh, my third tier is called serviceable. And it's guys that are decent quarterbacks that you can't really move off move off of or should be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to have to explain a couple of these. Okay. I think Ryan Tannehill for sure. Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo. Put Teddy Bridgewater on here because if you throw him into an NFL game, Really, no matter who with you're with, you could win games and you know what you're going to get. And then the last one, Patua at serviceable. For the sole reason of, of I think, Mike McDaniel is going to do wonders. So repeat that one one more time. Repeat that here. I'm Ryan sure I'm Tan- sure put them all together. These are you said serviceable quarterbacks. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, to attack by law. Wow, our tiers really differ here, huh? That was, I I disagree with a lot of that. When serviceable? Yeah, I think so. He was really good for a large majority of the year this year, and then had a. I think that was a lot more about the scheme than the player. Very bad last couple weeks, and they and then the Colts collapsed. Tua serviceable. The Dolphins have been trying to replace him for two years. I don't think the results are there yet, but I think now that McDaniel's there, he yeah, is. Yeah, well, that's that's a different case. It's, I don't know, that's that's interesting. I guess you were keeping your young guys into a different list. Is Mac Jones not serviceable? No, he is. He's just in a different tier. There, there's a special, t- special James tier. James Winston serviceable? Serviceable what? Yeah. I think so. You're, I think you're the only one that thinks so, apparently. The Saints were a playoff team if Jameis Winston doesn't get, get hurt this year. The NFC was awful this year. They were uh, Jimmy Garoppolo fourth down completion away from being in the playoffs this year with a tight end playing quarterback. I'm you, I think the Saints are going to re-sign Jameis, and they may, they'll may win the division next year. Yeah. And that's the, depending think, on where the Bucs go at quarterback. Pittsburgh should go try to get Jameis, but that's, that's a different case. Uh, I'm, now I'm interested in hearing the next year. My tier, my tier four is jury still out. Okay. The jury, I think that either these quarterbacks have shown something before and there was a case, or that they're really young and I've seen some flashes, but not enough. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Tua Tagovailoa, and Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley is interesting. I thought he was good in the short time he played. I, if I'm a team, he's a free agent this year, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I would. I think a team should take a flyer on him, on a one-year deal. Like a team, uh, to compete for a starting job. Maybe 
Who's going to draft a quarterback? A team with a rookie quarterback that doesn't want to exactly. play him yet. Exactly. You beat me to it. A team like Washington. I think Washington's a guy like Corral or Willis or Kenny Pickett. Whoever takes Willis should also take Tyler Huntley. Because they're kind of Because you're going to want to run the same scheme a that, little with uh, both that, of them. That's smart. Corral isn't too different either from either of those guys. Uh, yeah. Um, Tua barely made this guy. I almost put Tua on the next tier, which is replaceables. But it's the McDaniel effect. Jared Goff is another interesting one. Yeah. Because I've seen Jared Goff look really good in the right scheme. Or, I don't want to say really good, but competent, the right scheme. Serviceable. Yes. I don't know if how long his future is in Detroit. I think Detroit's going to take quarterback in the first round, personally, with one of their first. I, I think that 32nd pick is going to be a quarterback. Yeah, I think whichever one is there, if it hopefully it's not Sam Howell, because I like Dan Quinn. Or not Dan Quinn, Dan Campbell. Um, I, yeah. I could see golf. I want to see golf go to somewhere else. I just don't know where, if that makes sense. I, I think Jared Goff can be a starting quarterback of a playoff team next year. I know he wasn't good this year. I'm not saying Jer- I'm not defending Jared Goff saying he had a good year. I'm not making any excuses that he was bad this year. But I've seen Jared Goff look good before in the right scheme. The Colts probably wouldn't do it, but I think a team could buy low on Jared Goff, and I think the payout could be kind of high. May- I don't know if Washington is that team because Wa- Ron Rivera is coaching for his job next year. Maybe Green Bay if Rodgers goes. I think Ro- Goff could... I don't know if they'd give that spot to Jordan Love or not, but Goff could do something there. They'd be like Tampa Bay. The right scheme, Jared Goff can take a team to the playoffs next year because I've seen it before, and I'm not ready to put him on the replaceables just yet. Him and Matthew Stafford were very close to accomplishing pretty much the same amount in LA. Of the other guys, Fields Wilson, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen enough. I haven't. Some sometimes he looked really good this year, and sometimes it looked really bad. Trey Lance obviously didn't play at all this year. I think next year, when we're doing this list at this time next year, Trey Lance is going to be elite. Could he be elite? I don't know. Davis Mills was really good at the end of the year. Um, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, I could see him being on elite or replaceable quarterbacks. I've seen good stuff from him. I've also seen really bad stuff. From this him. is like the gap between like th- this is your tier that like. These guys have like the largest none of, gap. Of none potential. of these guys will be on this tier next at this time next year. That's what I'm trying to say. Either they're going to be unreplaceables. I think a guy like Davis Mills could be an above average starter. I think Zach Wilson or Justin Fields could be an above average starter. Maybe one of those, if they have a big year next year, could jump to the elite status. I don't know. We'll see. What are your, what's your tier for? Uh, very similar to yours. It's called 10 to 25%. These are guys that I think have only reached like anywhere between 10 and 25% of their potential. So that, that list is Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. I think these guys can all be elite. I think these guys all can be awful. You think and Mac we, Jones could be awful? Huh? You think Mac Jones could be awful? Yeah. I, I think he could be absolutely awful. I don't know. But I, I, well, he, he just lost he just lo- lost what you called the best offensive coordinator in the league for he, a decade. He just so. lost what you called an overrated offensive coordinator. Exactly, so it could go either way. Okay. Like like 10 to 25%. But yeah, those five quarterbacks I think we need to see more of. Last and year. And I like, I like a lot of them. Last so. year, this will have some more conversation here. Replaceable quarterbacks. If you are the GM of this team, the coach of this team, you are looking for a replacement for this quarterback ASAP so you cannot get fired because you know what the line is? Kid, your potential is going to get me fired. Yep. These, co- these coaches, these GMs, these coaches, players, they need to replace... <laughs> This quarterback ASAP. Carson Wentz. Jordan Love asterisk. Because Jordan Love is close to his jury still out, but 
I I saw a little bit and it's not pretty. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Taylor Heineke, Jameis Winston, Bridgewater slash Locke, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor. Um, I have two two tiers to finish up. Okay. Um, it's kind of like one of them has one quarterback. I'll say that. And I'll do that last. My last tier is obviously similar to yours. It's called looking to improve. It's teams that I think should be looking to to improve on the quarterback in the next year or so. Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Oh, my God. I didn't even include Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is on that tier also. I just realized I forgot him. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Drew Locke, Davis Mills. I was hesitant, but I put on this tier. Really? Yeah. I, I still don't think he's that good. I thought he was really good in the last month of the year. Is that the end of that list? No. Oh, um, finish it up. Taylor Heineke and I, I don't care that he's only played two games. I've seen enough to, of Jordan Love. He's terrible. Thank you. I agree. Spot and then my last tier, and I put a sixth, is called Guessing Game. It includes one quarterback that I have no idea whether he's going to be good or bad, and that's Trey Lance. Trey Lance will be good. I yeah, I know you think that, but I think it's too early. I don't have a Trey Lance in this year's draft, which I'm upset about. I'm not upset, but like I haven't found him. And um, I was I almost included Trey Lance in my 10 to 25 percent tier. But you haven't seen that I don't 10%. think I don't think Trey Lance is at 10 percent yet. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fine. I. I'm a little upset I don't have a Trey Lance in this year. You remember how high I was going into the draft last year? I think it was the only thing I talked about for like two months. Terry, I've heard the, I've heard the line multiple times this year that every quarterback in this draft is quarterback three. I think it could be more like quarterback five. No, I'm just with talking a about a prospect in German love with. I already have my Trey Lance of next year. Jackson Smith and Jigba is already. Oh, that's true. Oh, I can't wait for him to. Watch. I kind of I kind of have a a Trey Lance this year. What do you got? Sauce Gardner. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're right. That guy is like, I love, far and away my corner. I one. love Corral. But he's not. I don't love him like I love Trey Lance. That's fair. Uh, he's Carson, a little reckless. Carson Wentz is kind of an interesting one. I, I think the Colts should move off him. I don't know what sticking him around another year is going to do for them. You had him on Wentz, uh, yeah, Aver- you, uh, serviceable. I had him on replaceable. I just I don't see it with him. I thought he was really bad in the last month. He was. I when thought they he needed was also, to win games. I thought he was also really good. And I, th- I thought he was okay in the first month, and I thought he was really good in the middle months. Yeah, but which which is the most important? They Fair. needed to win one of their last two games to make the playoffs. They lost both. Garoppolo. I mean, I love Garoppolo. Li- listen. Like, no finish. It wasn't all his fault. Their defense gave he up. Also got their defense gave up thirty to a Jacksonville offense that had been just a bit. They, they couldn't all move year. the ball though, and it went through a lot of bad picks in that game. Yeah, but I'm saying it, it wasn't all his fault. Garoppolo. I, we both had him on. I had it serviceable. Oh, you had him serviceable. Okay, I thought you had him I think one. he's decent. I had him as replaceable. I, I love Garoppolo. But this is more from the Niners' perspective. I think this is him replacing with Trey Lance. But I think when we're doing this list next year, he won't be unreplaceable. I think he'll be on. A, I don't know if he'll be above average starter, actually. Uh, or jury's still out. Cause you think he's going to. Tampa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to see him go to Denver. I think that that'd be a mm-hmm. really good option. I, if I'm Denver, I'd rather have Garoppolo than Wentz. Denver fans would hate that. They, they don't want him at all. That, who they, do they want? Rodgers? Outside of Rodgers. Who do they like, want outside Rodgers? Like who? Like who? Like Malik Willis? But like... Carson Strong? It, it, it doesn't seem like... It, it seems like... 
Could you imagine Carson Strong goes? Is, is there any way they, Drew Locke Is there any way they like stick with Drew Locke for for a zero? Year? Neither Bridgewater or Locke. You, you think they have a completely different zero. quarterback? Yes. Okay. Like Corral? Because like I, I don't know. I just don't see them drafting a quarterback at nine. We said that last. Like, time. like I think Pick, Pickett's going to be gone by then, and like. I, I, I don't know that. I don't think they like any. Uh, like I don't think they're gonna like anything else. I don't know. If, I think Pickett's still in the board. I think Pickett's going to Carolina. Yeah. Well, we, we even, even though I'm, even though for Matt Rule's sake, I'm like very against that. Where's Baker Mayfield next year? I, I think he's gonna be in Cleveland as a starter. Yeah. <sighs> Feel bad for them. I do too. But like, well, I mean, what is what's the goal for Cleveland here? Uh, they can't draft the quarterback. Well, the first I mean, round. they have a really good roster outside of one. Position. I think they go receiver first round. If they yeah, go a guy I think, like Drake I, I London, I did a mock the other day. I think I mocked Garrett Wilson to them. If they go London or Wilson or Williams, London's going to be the first receiver off the board. I need to see more of London. I don't know. Garoppolo to Cleveland. I'm just kind of like mismatching the the guys on replaceables. Well, I think you need to. Keep like, a f- I, I, Cleveland what if they offer Atlanta two first round picks? Cleveland needs to find a way to improve at quarterback and keep their first round pick, though. That's the thing. What if they offered? Yeah, that's true. Because if you don't keep your first round pick, whatever quarterback you're getting is going to be in a really bad situation. They have the 13th pick, right? Yeah. 13th pick for Matt Ryan. Who says no? Uh, I, I would hope Cleveland says no to that because Matt Ryan is awful, I think. And. Matt, if Matt Ryan's number one target is Jarvis Landry, with all due respect, he's going to be awful. 13th pick, second rounder this year, third rounder, third, fourth rounder next year for Kirk Cousins, who says no. First, second, fourth. I, I, I think the Browns would probably do that. Maybe. Like, oh, first and a second? That's a lot. They need to, How much cap room do they have? Because they need a wide receiver really badly. No, nah, I don't think they have a... Uh, extended amount. They need a wide receiver one because Jar- Jarvis Landry is like a bottom tier wide receiver two at this point. I'll throw one more at you. First rounder this year, first rounder next year, first rounder the year after that. Aaron Rodgers. For Kyler Murray. Who says no? Kyler Murray. I think the Browns would probably say no. To, to, to giving up that many first round picks for, for a guy that's Where did you hurt? have Kyler Murray on? What tier do you have him on? Franchise. So you don't think? The Browns would offer three first-round picks with this roster in this window for a franchise quarterback. With that, with like that much risk, I don't think so. The Niners, do you have that much risk for a rookie? Yeah, he didn't play a snap, or he played a couple. Yeah, snaps. but we didn't play an important snap this season. That's that's fair. I I don't know. Just I don't. Just, I don't think tra- just something to monitor. I, I don't. Think, I, don't, I don't have any insider. Information I don't think on Trey that. Lance has like the, the like risk to not be on the field that Kyler Murray does. What if they trade for? I guess he's. Where's Deshaun Watson next year? Deshaun Watson. I, I've said for months that I think he needs to be in Carolina for Matt Rule's sake. That would be, well, they, Matt Rule has now missed on Teddy Bridgewater and he's missed on Sam Darnold. So they, they he need, needs to hit a quarterback. On otherwise, he's losing his job. And I you know, see, you hit on Deshaun Watson. I can see Pickett there so easily. Yeah, I've mocked Pickett to them. I don't think they're going to actually trade for Watson, but I think for Matt Rule's sake, that's what he should be pushing for. So yeah. how he's gotten a now third chance is beyond my guess. No, you're right there. Um, final thoughts, quarterbacks. Let's just look ahead to the next couple of shows. So next Sunday, 
unless there is any crazy thing in the NFL. This time last year, we were getting Wentz trade happened like this day last year, basically, mm-hmm. right before our show. Uh, Stafford trade had already happened. Golf stuff has already happened. Next Sunday, if there's nothing crazy, we'll do a little college basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we have the f- Sunday, the 5th, or the 6th, that is. Yeah. The next couple That's shows. Fifth, fifth or sixth. 13th is going to be fun. That's our big free agency preview. 20th, free agency recap. Good luck getting me to come in on that day. Well, Liddy, we will come in on that day. 20, 27th, I'm not sure we'll have a show. Day after. 20, 27th, we will not be here. Well, yeah. Okay, so then we, we'll have, we, we'll have a couple we weeks. will be okay, at my house. Okay, so we'll have a couple weeks off. And then when we come back April 10th, April 10th, 17th, 24th, three straight weeks of huge draft shows. Yeah. We'll have our Chris Sims show, which is one of my favorite, where we do the... the what do we do that there? Quarterback rankings. So remember how you know how Sims did the big thing last year where he like ranked the quarterbacks for the draft. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. we do we'll bring in a couple of guests for that and we'll, we'll rank quarterbacks one through six or four through nine. What do you mean? Oh yeah, because every quarterback is quarterback three. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Any final words, John? Go Duke. Yeah. <laughs> At Hive yesterday, Liddy got in a fight with the uh, I did the the guy at Wahlburgers because he said, what, "Where's Duke this year?" He was a Kentucky fan, and we're still not sure if he knew that Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky he lost to Duke he, this well, year. Well, he he said to me because I was wearing my Deer and Fox Kentucky jersey. He asked, uh, "So Kentucky win today?" I'm like, "Yeah, they beat Alabama." And he's like, "Oh, how Ty Ty play?" I'm like, "Oh, Ty Ty didn't play." Where's Duke? Uh, in the same spot Kentucky is right now. Well, Kentucky is the oh stupid. Committee has Baylor ahead of us, or ahead of Kentucky, that is. And Kansas. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's the show, guys. Any Anything else except for Go Duke? Go Duke. Three weeks until you over Thank you, Wake Forest. Thank you, Wake Forest. All right, guys. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next time. KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your